0: Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon trading card games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my good, good friend, Mister J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it hanging today?
1: Hey, it's going pretty well, Riley. I'm feeling uh, more and more rested each day of break.
0: <laughs> that tracks with the intent and purpose of the break. <laughs> It's, I mean, from my perspective, it seems like you've been pretty busy. So I'm almost surprised that you're feeling rested.
1: Well, what uh, what do you think I've been busy doing?
0: I don't know. I don't know what it's <laughs> been, but you have been busy.
1: Well, I've been I've been just doing some odds and ends around the house. Um, so we've been just revamping a lot of our house, like updating it, uh, getting we painted some stuff. We. Um, have hung up some stuff on the walls we have hung up a new today i just finished a new light fixture that we bought the other day um so we're like doing all these updates these cosmetic updates to the house and uh it's been what i've been filling a lot of my time with
0: yeah i mean that's that sounds intensive to be honest i mean I i don't know about you but like (laughs) I work out a lot, but I always feel like the most exhausted after like cleaning my house or like doing Mm, housework. True.
1: Yeah. No, I told my wife, I was like, because she, you know, when we were planning our our time since we weren't going to go to New York. So we were originally planning on going to New York City for a little baby moon Mm -hmm. and to get away and to go see the city and do all this stuff. And then we decided kind of at the 11th hour not to go because COVID was getting really bad, particularly in the city and everything was everything that we wanted to do for the most part was getting delayed. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to go see a hockey game. The NHL had pushed everything back by about a week. Um, you yeah, know, we had wanted to go see Broadway, but like slowly <laughs> each of the, each of the Broadway uh, theaters was shutting down. Our show would have still gone on, but again, like with COVID and stuff is just, it didn't feel right. Yeah. And, and we didn't really want to eat like out necessarily. Um <laughs> Just I, it was just a it was just a mess. So we decided to come home. And then my wife is really funny because she's like, oh "Okay, now you can do this, and now you can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this, and, do this, and like all these home projects." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, oh, wait a second. The whole point of us going to New York was so that we could just chill and relax. And now, <laughs> now that we're home, now we're gonna like fill everything up." So I was like, "Okay, I'll do that stuff because some of it, you know, it's kind of fun. But I'll yeah. do that stuff, but only like on my timeline, right? So it's like if I want to just like chill out and not do anything, like." You got to let me do that, you know, cause yeah. I'm on break. Right, so, <laughs> so we've been chipping away at it and uh, getting some things, getting some things put together. And I'm really pleased with our progress. That's awesome. Yeah. So how about you? How was your Christmas?
0: It was, it was pretty low key. I ended up not going home, um, for a, a multitude of reasons, including, but not limited to, uh, just like general travel fatigue and COVID-19 <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. I, I, I had all four of the kitties, mine and my neighbors here, and we just had a, a nice old time. Um, she just came back the other day, so I returned hers. And it's just been nice to not work. <laughs> uh, this is actually the second to last day of PTO for me as of recording this, um, the last one being New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you get the day after off? Because we get the third off as well.
0: No, we only get it if it is the first. Uh, but then you yeah. get that you get that vacation day like added to your balance, so like I have eight vacation That's... days going into the new year. I don't right. get the third off, but I get a, an extra day, so I have nine going into the new year
1: okay yeah my we were talking to my wife's dad who works for the government, and he has this year and it might be a bit of a blessing actually, but he has he gets thirty days off a year. <laughs> And then he carried he carried over this year like thirty days. Oh my god. He was, like potentially sixty days off that he could take this year, which is absurd because you think about a work week only being five days, so he has (laughs) you know some ridiculous number of months off. (laughs)
0: So That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So we're hoping that with the baby he can come, you know, visit Yeah, that'd be great. Extended breaks. Yep.
0: That would be really exciting. Yeah, it would. So it's been nice though. It's been nice. I also kind of feel progressively more rested, but it's also been a long enough break where like the concept of going back to work is like foreign to me.
1: (laughs) It's getting harder and harder, isn't it?
0: It's harder to conceptualize by the day, like ever going back.
1: Well, I'm worried I forgot all the stuff that I was learning before break. Yeah, I'm worried
0: that (laughs) I'm worried that like things that I had to give over to my backups are probably now on fire, and (laughs) like that I don't even know what to do when I get Mm -hmm. back. So right. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure, definitely. But it has been really nice to take this time off. It's much needed for sure.
1: Well, yeah, I'm so I'm so like I feel so bodied by COVID just at every turn. You know, not not me. I I don't have it, but just like yeah. France having it and like the restrictions and uh, just self imposed restrictions. And it's just it's been tough for sure.
0: It's tough, and it's honestly, it's like it's frustrating. It's upsetting. It's all the all the adjectives you could possibly attach to it, you know, it's just, I just feel so done, you know?
1: I know. Yeah. Me as well. (laughs) Me as well. Not that I've like
0: (laughs) given up on doing the right things or anything, but you know.
1: But it'll be up to us to, you know, create the fun as it were.
0: As it were indeed. (laughs) So today we got some fun stuff that we'd like to round out the year with. We'll start off by, Talking about some of the cards that have been revealed from the Brilliant Stars set. Uh, These were actually revealed about a week or two ago, but we didn't cover them last week, so we're going to hit those now. Uh, And then we're going to go into, in the second half, some starting new or, or restarting, getting back into the game in the new year type tips, as well as our resolutions and a special announcement at the end of the cast.
1: Very cool. Yeah, so let's take a look at some of these new cards. I think the one card that has generated the most buzz is a pseudo reprint in Luminion V. So Luminion V is the spiritual successor to Tapu Lele GX, the ability Luminous Sign when you play this Pokémon from your hand under your bench. Search your deck for a supporter card, put it in your hand. I know a lot of people that are really excited about this card just because of how important Tapu Lele was in past formats.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just a solid card all around. People really liked Eldegoss when it was revealed, although I think Eldegoss just didn't have quite the same level of utility as pulling something from your deck. Because uh, what the, Lumineon does is obviously it makes a research quick ball searchable, you know, that's something that yes.
1: is super, super valuable. I don't well, think and you think about, you know, possibly getting bosses orders for know, game or boss's orders for game. Well, and also possibly the reprint of uh, Ultra Ball coming at some. point. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's more and more like outs to like, make it have... more consistent. Exactly. You could have potentially eight outs, you know, uh, even more if you're playing something like, you know, Pokeball or Great Ball to, you know, (laughs) search those out. So uh, it's a really exciting time for us because one of the things that I kind of bemoan about this format is, yeah, it's really fast. We all kind of know it's really fast and games can be over very quickly, but um, they're also kind of sped up by the fact that, you know, there's really no comeback potential if you brick on the first turn, right? So if you can get a Lumineon out, and and find that supporter, whereas you would have been dead drawing otherwise, or you would have had to wait an extra turn to evolve your Sobble. Like, you can stay into some of these games a little bit longer than you otherwise would have, you know, now I feel like there's a lot of kind of dead drawing, or you kind of miss a beat on that first turn where you just have to bench a Sobble, and you're hoping (laughs) that it doesn't get gusted or whatever for, uh, you know, the Inteleon line to come out on the next turn. So, um, yeah, Luminion, love it. Really great uh, addition to our card pool. Yeah, I think
0: I have two... I have additional thoughts on Lumineon. First, I, I will always say this. I love when, like, these niche Pokemon get useful cards in a way that they maybe couldn't otherwise. Like, Lumineon is probably never going to have a card that has a formidable, like, attack or anything. <laughs> I mean, just look at it. It's just a fish. Um, but, you know, Lumineon getting a cool ability, that's that's awesome. It's a way to give Lumineon, like, some sort of memorable, powerful effect and have an impact on the game that it wouldn't otherwise. I, I love that about the card game. I always have. The second thought I have with Lumineon is I'll be curious to see like how this impacts the use of the Intellion engine. Like I imagine yes. Intellion will still be very widely played, but with like easily searchable Lumineon, there may be decks that don't find the need to necessarily use the Intellion engine because they have enough consistency when they can search out their supporters that they don't need to run all these extra cards and they free up, free up slots for other things.
1: I'll tell you what, Drizzle's been real quiet since Luminion was released.
0: <laughs> Drizzle's been awful quiet, that's for sure. So I'm really curious to see the impact this has on the metagame. I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way, where it was like insanely popular in every deck, or if it just got overshadowed by like the Inteleon line. So remains to yeah. be seen.
1: It at least gives decks a little bit more, you know. Versatility, yeah, um, and it, and it's kind of nice too. Like we we talk a lot about how Mew is really overpowering the format, but it's also really nice that it's not, you know, a fusion strike. Yeah, Lumenion, that's true. Right, like it that's doesn't true. benefit. It doesn't actually, you know, provide a benefit or at least an immediate uh, benefit to uh, the Mew deck uh, that it you know maybe otherwise does for a lot of other decks.
0: Yeah, and I guess that is one of the inherent limitations of Mew is like you have to play fusion strike cards, right? Like you can't bench the non fusion strike Pokemon and get the full effect of fusion strike system. So, you know, one natural way that Mew will get not necessarily nerfed, but caught up to over time is printing of good non-fusion strike cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So right and now the card more. pool
0: is really small and a lot of the good cards are fusion strike <laughs>
1: cards. So true. So, how about some other cards that uh, have been released recently?
0: Yeah, so we got a we got a handful of new releases, really Digging deep into the, the Sinnoh thematics here, I mean, it's pretty undeniable that that's what they're going for with uh, some of these new releases. Uh, in the V department, we got the Shaman V Star. The Shaman V, relatively unremarkable. It has a revenge Last attack that will really never get to the damage it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're being honest here, it does 60 plus 40 for each prize card. Uh, there is a Shaman V Star. It also has revenge Burst, which does one twenty plus, which actually could get to reasonable numbers. If your opponent's taken five prizes, that's three hundred and twenty damage, uh, which will knock out most V Maxes. And it has the V Star Power Star Bloom and it heals 120 damage from each of your grass type Pokemon. So this is a really cool effect. I mean, imagine if decks like the uh the Orbeetle deck had something like this. Right. You know, that's so so cool. Um and again, I just I love the versatility of the V-Star powers and the direction that those are headed.
1: Yeah, I mean, the GX attacks, I thought for the most part, were a really cool addition to the game. They really enhanced the game in a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of limitations with the card game as it is. But kind of uh, limiting this super powered attack or, or power to a once per game usage really gives the game a new flavor and a new depth. And I'm all for it. So I don't know how broken, you know, this Shaman will be. I mean, it, it seems kind of cool, right, in a very niche scenario. Um, but yeah. then when you look at just how much damage a lot of these decks can do, healing 120, you know, on all of your Pokemon seems kind of underwhelming.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm curious, like, did this even need the restriction of being grass-type Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, do they need to limit this? But it's, right. it's a cool-looking card, I'll say that. You know, shaman true. with all the uh, like the flowery effects around him. It's cool. Yeah, and of course it wouldn't be a a sino based set without having Cynthia and the three Sinnoh starters. So Cynthia gets a new supporter. And Cynthia's aspirations: I uh, draw until you have five cards in your hand. If any of your Pokemon were knocked out during your opponent's last turn, you draw eight cards instead. Not a particularly good supporter. Probably won't see. A lot of play is my take on that one uh the the pokemon though are relatively interesting so we have empoleon torterra and infernape all with relatively interesting effects these are cards that honestly seem more like glc tier viable than like standard tier viable but we'll see <laughs> um, torterra has evo press uh, does 50 damage for each of your evolution pokemon in play for only two energy which is honestly it's a decent attack relatively efficient and it has the uh, the Sunlit Shell on the Grottle, which is basically equivalent to the Sunshine Grace that the, the Grove Isle had, uh, where you can search out a Grass Pokemon from your deck. So, I mean, obviously, Torterra is, like, a phenomenal addition for, like, GLC Grass. Um, I don't know if the deck really hits the numbers it needs to to, to quite get there in Standard, but... Um, I mean, it's a it's a monster of a card though, 190 HP on a one prizer, can't deny that. Yeah, you
1: can do you can do 300 damage for two energy. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say off the bat that it's you know it's bad right. There's some promise there. It and has the inherent the
0: consistency right with the grottle as well.
1: Exactly. So I yeah I'm really excited for this card. I think Torterra is the best of them. That's definitely true. Yeah, let's take a look at Infernape for one fire energy fire vortex 80 damage revealed the top five cards of your deck does 80 damage for each energy card revealed in this way and then you discard those energy cards and shuffle the other cards back into the deck that's actually kind of the the antithesis of what you want with an attack like this
0: really i this uh this inferno the fire vortex is basically the same attack that was on that typhlosion back in the day Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it was breakthrough typhlosion where it would discard the top five, and for every fire energy you discard, you do eighty damage. So it's just like a slight upgrade, I guess, where you get to like keep your energy in Pokemon, but you still discard the energy. That deck was never good, <laughs> so I don't see this Infernape like really getting there if Typhlosion couldn't. Back when yep. Pokemon had one hundred eighty health,
1: I wish you could keep the cards, right? Like reveal the top five cards, do Add damage the rest for of the amount hand. of energy, and then yeah, and then put the rest into your hand. Like I feel like we haven't seen that type of effect. Yet on one of these Pokemon, I feel like that could maybe uh, be kind of the tipping point. But again, it is uh, it is just a, a single energy. So maybe there's a meme deck potential in a second attack here. Burning kick for fire and colorless discard all energy from this Pokemon. Let's move on to the last Sinnoh starter, Empoleon with the ability Emergency Surfacing. Once during your turn, if this card is in your discard pile and you have no cards in your hand, you may put this card onto your bench, then draw three cards. That is a very interesting ability. I think that'll be very cool in something like the expanded format.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. The Empoleon itself doesn't really offer anything once it's on the field. It has Water Arrow, it does 60 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon not really what you want to see on a stage two. Like clearly it's meant to be cheated out with the ability and and that's its primary purpose. Um, Not exactly sure where it's going to see a lot of play. Um, I wish there was like more of a payoff to getting this, like maybe drawing four cards or it had some sort of attack that was slightly more useful. Uh, Or like
1: a, yeah, or a recurring kind of ability. Right. Yeah, like, or you can you like can draw, draw every to turn. Three turn. Three cards every turn. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that would be super a super big improvement on this card, I think. I, I think it's lacking a little bit of the oomph to make it worth it. It's like I feel like this is one of those cards where if it was in like another card game and it was something that you would just like throw in your discard pile and like if you needed it, you'd you'd get it out and like draw the three cards. Or even like a Pokemon game with N in the format where it's mm. like you throw in the discard pile mm-hmm. early on off a discard and, you know, you get n to one or something, you play the one card, and then you polling I don't know, like, I'm just spitballing, but it, it feels like it doesn't quite have a place right now. Maybe in Expanded is like a supplementary draw option, but in I Standard, I don't think it's really going to see any play.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, because, I mean, you, you still think about all the discarding options you have that aren't supporters, and right now, it's just quick ball. So for me, whenever I see these cards right uh, that's true you know uh, you know like mustard, you could use it with a, biscuit, a peony like with i guess you could use yeah, it with peony peony <laughs> meowth you know wait that's
0: actually ball. genius you could peony your whole hand away <laughs> and then use the trainers and then empoleon to refill
1: it's it's a free draw three what are you talking about it's so <laughs> broken bro broken bro you, you just busted the format wide open
0: i know it's i solved
1: it <laughs> <laughs> So very good. Those are the three starters. A um, few more uh, cards that we should talk about. There is a new Dusknor from the Starbirth set that was revealed. It has an energy transfer ability, but for special energy. So as often as you like, you can move special energy from one of your Pokemon to another of your Pokemon. Do you see this being viable at all? And if so, in what kind of deck? I don't necessarily...
0: Think so. If it is viable, it's going to be in some sort of like tanking kind of deck. I would imagine where you can like sheryl or use some equivalent effect like a max potion to you know heal your guys, as you typically would see with one of these like transfer kind of decks. The thing is with special energies, usually they're like uh, the kind of energy where you just like attach them once and want to like be able to forget about them. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, if you think about like the turbo energy or the double colorless energies or the twin energies, you don't usually expect those to last much longer. So the only energy that this really synergizes with is like, in my opinion, like the stone energy or something where you know You, you- would want
1: to build them up over turns. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um So I don't see maybe you see something I don't. I don't see the place for it right now. I also think it's really weird that Desnar has the one ability that like turns special energy into single colorless energy. (laughs) But then it also has this one, which is like pro special energy.
1: Yeah. Like make up your mind, man. I know for real, for real, (laughs) that'll be his new year's resolution to get, get on the same page.
0: (laughs) Um, There also was a, a new V a Raichu V, revealed today that some people were hyped on that. I don't think is a good card at all (laughs) 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 to be honest. It has 200 HP uh, fast charge for one lightning energy. If you go first, you can use this attack in your first turn and you just search your deck for lightning energy and attach to this Pokemon. And then for two lightning energy, it does 60 times the amount of lightning energy that you discard from any of your Pokemon. So it definitely has that like uncapped kind of damage potential. Uh, the problem I see is I don't see you getting enough energy quickly enough for this to like really be formidable. It could be like a good late game option in other decks, mm. you know, think of like mm. a, like a bolt deck. Where maybe you got a bolt on V Max knocked out, so you don't quite have enough energy to to use the the bolt storm, but you have enough that you can discard them to do right that dynamic spark. That's like the only. Yeah. I don't see a Raichu V deck being good.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you for sure because I just you know we think about Rayquaza as being kind of the the ultimate. Um, you know discard energy you know use the flaffy get it back that kind of thing um, but the difference there is that it had a little more hp so it's going to last a little bit longer you could use things like rose on it to accelerate more energy um, and then you had a really good draw effect right for, yeah, uh, and honestly, like, awesome Rayquaza,
0: so. like, still often didn't get enough energy onto it where it would get the Okos consistently, so why and would Raichu? you needed less energy, for the most part. <laughs> exactly. Right, and you
1: needed less energy, right? So the thing that I see about Raichu is just that, um, especially coming back to the tankiness point, is just, like, if you get knocked out and you're, you've invested all these resources, but you've gotten knocked out before you um, can, you know, make full use or take your knockout or whatever you needed to do that turn, then you're going to have to rebuild from there, right? So if you attach and commit two energy to the Raichu, and let's say it gets gusted up, then you're going to have to do that again, and you're just not able to really keep energy on board. So I agree with you, Riley, where you say, um, you know, it might be kind of a, a niche, like last attacker in some other decks, if you've already kind of, uh, you know, steamrolled a little bit of energy onto the field, turn after turn, something like a Bolt VMAX deck would, would be the obvious answer there. But um, I don't see it being that good on its own. I agree.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, I don't think the kinds of decks that'll use it best, I, I'm really think, mainly thinking of, like, Bolt-On VMAX. Um, I I don't think they're, they're formidable enough in the metagame right now for Raichu to even be, like, an option for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I think they're going to be struggling to even get enough energy to take the first KO, let alone, like, enough where Raichu will have a major impact.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um... And then we also had some interesting item cards revealed. We had Freshwater Set, which is just a reprint. Uh, looking great, though. Love those nice little bottled waters. <laughs> and then the they Pot happen. Helmet, uh, which is literally just an upside down cooking pot. Uh, and if the Pokemon this card is attached to does not have a rule box, it takes 30 less damage from your opponent's attacks. Granted, no, I think most has... Pokemon that don't have a rule box will probably be O-Code anyway. <laughs> but it's cool.
1: It has to be a joke, man. <laughs> like, like a it has to yeah. be just a pothead.
0: It, I mean, that's definitely, like, when I read it out loud, that's definitely, like, the imagery it evokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pothead, man. That's so insane. That is is first, first, they printed the Among Us um you <laughs> know space spacesuit, suit and now they print a pot it's
0: true you can put them both in the same deck
1: I, insane <laughs> that's so crazy too
0: so there you go oh there also is one last card uh the lucario with roaring resolve uh if you remember this ability from charizard you put two damage counters on yourself and then you search for a fighting energy just one and attached to Lucario, and it does continuous Aura Sphere, sixty damage for each fighting energy you discard. Not a particularly good card, <laughs> but it's cool.
1: Yeah, really good for teaching players the game. Yeah,
0: good so, like starter deck tier kind of card. Certainly. So well, lots there's of a cool ton stuff.
1: of other yeah, and there's a ton of other V's. I, we won't go into all of them because we need to move on here. But uh, as we get more leaks, we'll be sure to in the coming weeks uh, bring you those because we have a lot of these you know starter deck one hundred.
0: Yeah, cards are getting
1: released continually so
0: there'll definitely be more updates. Plus the $600 Marnie, can't forget that either.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you see that Chancy? I didn't. The there's a Chancy in is drawn by uh Uyama and it's like just a completely white card <laughs> with like his drawing style on it. It just looks it's so hilarious and it's in like a commemorative uh, 25th anniversary artist pack i want that or something it looks really funny i'll send you a I'll yeah will definitely a link.
0: do that got a question in the chat as well which i think is pretty interesting what number would the pot helmet have to say for it to be a viable option for non-rule box decks
1: like how much damage would it have to reduce yeah probably 420 damage <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean realistically i think it would have to be on the order of like 50 to 80 i don't know is that overshooting
1: it 50 to 80 that that would work i think yeah
0: like it has to be enough where it forces the tool removal
1: yes i was just going to say that exactly because you need to have some kind of um you know we have these counters to it in jammer and tool uh scrapper but you need to have it needs to do enough right that it's going to uh that it's going right. to necessitate the counter strategy and so
0: the problem is the the most viable one prize deck right now is malamar which is like doesn't have a lot of hit points so he would need a lot of reduction for that to work um but i think realistically like because you could attach it to like a stage two or something um you don't want to accidentally make like something ridiculous or it's reduced by a hundred and now like the stage one deck that you built doesn't take damage <laughs> effectively. Yeah,
1: or like like I'm sure there's I don't know the highest HP basic that's not a V off the top of my head, but you know in past formats I mean you know very well like the the Regigigas. Yeah, the exactly. World, right. Where exactly. One hundred and eighty hit point behemoth. Like a stall basic. deck. Yeah. You, you yeah. want
0: this? You want this to like stay in its court of like <laughs> <laughs> of being for like making non rule box decks better. Yeah. Um, I guess, it, I guess it could be used in like Staldex as well pretty effectively, but um, I think 50 to 80 is the answer. Like It needs to force the removal but not be... and not like completely nullify damage in, entirely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
0: Any other comments on, on new cards, JW, that you've seen?
1: I'm, I'm liking where we're going with this set. I mean, it certainly is the first time that we're seeing these V-Stars, so uh, it's not something that they usually don't tip their hand in the first set of these new mechanics. So, you know, if you're looking at these and are overall underwhelmed, that's fine. Because again, they usually roll this out and gets progressively stronger. So what I like about the V stars is that they have pretty high HP, right? Like you're looking at, you know, 260 to 280 for the Mm -hmm. most part somewhere in there, uh, which might be for a lot of these current decks, like a two shot knockout, Um, but they're only two prizes. So there is going to be, I think, a longer game in our future, just in terms of the number of turns. Right now we're kind of on a, on a very accelerated game because you have things like Mew uh, that just can one-shot things, uh, but also just go super fast, uh, and you have just a bunch of V-Maxes kind of swinging into each other. right? So the games can tend to end very quickly. Uh, but I think as we get farther into this V-Star uh, mechanic, we should start seeing longer games because now you have two prizers duking it out instead of three prizers. Absolutely. Cool. So let's jump then into our card
0: of the day. GW, I have a a middling card of the day for you today. Uh, This card was printed in the early sun and moon block, and it's very similar to cards that we have both seen before and have today. It's an item card. Do you have any idea the direction I'm headed I think here?
1: Sun and Moon Block. Or, sorry, similar. Sword and
0: Shield. Or, or yeah, it was printed in early Sun and Moon. We have a similar card in Sword and Shield now, and there was a card back in Black and White that was also very similar.
1: It's similar and not the same. Yes. Right? Black and White, that was similar. So it spanned three generations. <laughs>
0: And these cards have know. historically been very good.
1: Frick. Uh, wow, I'm going to, like... You're going to say it, and I'm going to, like, kick myself or not. Type spe- it. They're
0: type-specific as well.
1: Type-specific. Uh, are they, like, the ball cards? Like uh...
0: No. That's a good idea, though. It oh, is... are they?
1: Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, say it.
0: Okay. The card of the day <laughs> for me today is <laughs> Aquapatch. <laughs> oh, <dang it. laughs> So, Aquapatch is the equivalent of two other cards that we've seen but for the water type those cards yes. being dark patch and metal saucer um and aqua patch really seems like it was the the black sheep of the bunch it saw the least amount of play in its time of standard really only seeing play in the in the nine tails deck it was sporadically played in like other decks but they were never like particularly good in my opinion well i i think and the the not, toad deck as well the toad deck as well
1: no no i think if if i'm not mistaken Aquapatch patch has won a regionals
0: i think it has but that doesn't mean it's anywhere near the level of metal saucer <laughs> and dark patch and you know that
1: <laughs> no for sure, for sure i'm not saying that i'm just saying like give credit where credit's due you know
0: yeah yeah i i think aqua patch, Ended up getting the most middling results, and I think the reason for that is that um Water has either not had good enough cards for Aqua Patch to be built around, or if you go to like Expanded, why don't you just Archie out of Blastoise and <laughs> attach Energy that way instead? So it, it never really got the chance to shine in, in the way that these other like patch effects did, uh, but it was a lot of fun to use. I was a huge fan of the Tail deck personally. Uh, that was one of my top picks heading into Worlds that year. Um, and I just generally enjoy those kind of like patch effects. I think they're pretty fun to use, uh, like setting up the discard pile and then getting that satisfying like item energy acceleration. is. It's just a really fun effect. You know, contrast that for effects like um, like Max Elixir, which aren't nearly as um, gratifying in my opinion because it's mm-hmm. just pure chance, whereas like Patch is something that you're deliberate in setting up. And the reason I was thinking about Aquapatch today is I was thinking about, like, Mew Max, And I was like, huh, <laughs> like, you know, Mew can set up these scenarios where, like, the prize trade can get a little awkward because it can use Meloetta and stuff. And it's really unfortunate because, like, the decks that, uh, like, some of these decks that maybe could OCO the Genesects can't because they're going to be, like, melaning to attach their energy. Oh, uh, if only there was, like, an Aquapatch or something.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So that's, like, the train of thought I used to get here. Um and, yeah, I, I like Aqua Patch though. It's fun. It's got a gold card, which Dark Patch can't say, at least.
1: That's right. That's right. The <laughs> one positive.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Water has a lot of really good support. <laughs> I think it's more of a testament to how good Water's support is that Aqua Patch is the overshadowed one than anything else.
1: Yeah, right. Like, one of the worst. I, yeah, I think, too, like, there weren't a lot of great attackers for Water.
0: Yeah, there was, like, Lapras. <laughs>
1: yeah you had Lapras <laughs> and maybe nine tails, right, and, and then, then it was co- and, and then it was
0: playing the toad deck for like the one week that was the thing, yeah, it's funny, so yeah Aquipati. cool fun card cool <laughs> cool let's uh let's
1: quickly thank our sponsor for this episode then absolutely yes, manscaped is the global leader in below the waste grooming and we are heading into 2022 with them as our sponsor thank you once again to manscaped for sponsoring the cast we are so excited riley what was one of your highlights for 2021 because i know for me it was you know being partnered with manscaped that was a, a really cool thing uh, for us on the cast i think that's one of the things that i really have, uh, ha- have enjoyed from, from this 2021 year, it was just that we get to, we get to have them as our sponsor and partner up with them to provide you with, uh, these great products.
0: That's so true. Honestly, it feels like, a uh, like a rite of passage for a podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're a real podcast now. Once you get, once you get one of these sponsors and manscaped is in that pantheon of sponsors, um, so it was really exciting to me when that opportunity came to us. I've been really thankful for what they've given to us. And I think their products really are stellar. Uh, take it from me. I was, I was someone who was always skeptical about these kinds of things that I hear about on all sorts of podcasts, but don't be fooled by your skepticism. These are actually really high quality products. Uh, the ceramic blade on the lawnmower keeps your family jewels safe and sound. Uh, so, I know I've really enjoyed using those products. Uh, I've enjoyed the weed whacker as well for the ear and nose hair trimming. It's just been a really awesome time.
1: Yeah. So, that's 20% off. You can use our code tag team, 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. That's tag team, 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Keep your Wobbuffet looking nice and smooth in 2022. Thank you so much to Manscaped for sponsoring the cast. Awesome. So you talked about
0: some things that were exciting for 2021, JW, but 2022 is literally just around the corner. We're recording this on the 30th here. So just a mere like 36 hours away, we will be in 2022. If you are a player who's kind of been out of the loop or wants to start new in 2022, or even if you're just someone who's been, been playing around, but, you know, hasn't really kept up with, like, IRL play, for example. Yeah, How would you go about getting into the game in 2022?
1: Yeah, 2022, you, first of all, I mean, this should, this is kind of one of the weakest points that I have to say on this whole topic, but just learn the cards. If you're a returning player, you got to just get into the nitty-gritty of learning RTSC. each of the cards. And I mean, you know, I... <laughs> you know you can take this to a very like in-depth degree but make sure and this is good advice for older players as well cuz i know i fall into these traps as well where i assume a card does something because that's how our brains are processed is to to compartmentalize these cards to make it easier for us to remember cuz there are thousands of cards that you have to remember over the course of you know a format or the, or the course of a year right and so learning the cards and really knowing exactly What they do and exactly what they target uh, is really important for competitive play. I mean, the last time I played in an IRL tournament, I got a warning, a prize penalty even because I didn't read the card and I didn't do the sequence of events exactly in order. I did them out of order, lost a couple of prize cards there, and it, uh, it was a big, you know, had a big effect on the end of the game. So if you're a returning player, that's the best advice I can give is just read the cards, but read them just extremely in depth like you're taking a look at them for the first time
0: yeah and you might actually be too
1: <laughs> right and if you're a returning player you you might be uh, one
0: thing i would also add in addition to just like familiarizing yourself with the card pool is pokemon has done a great job of creating products that make it really easy to to jump right into the game with so if you're worried about like the financial aspect of this and you want to build a deck that you think will be competitive, there are some really great resources that Pokemon officially is printed to to get into the game. We've talked about these before, but those like League Battle decks are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Usually you can buy two of those and build a complete deck. Um, Right now, there are options for Rapid Strike and Single Strike, where if you buy two of those decks, you can have a pretty self-sustaining Rapid Strike or Single Strike engine. It won't be perfect. It it might be missing some cards, but by and large, it'll, it'll get you 90% be, of the way there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'll help you learn the game. It's something that you won't be laughed at for taking to a league, right? I think that's a big thing, too, is like for players to get confidence. If they're new or they're returning, they don't want to look like they have no idea what they're doing, right? They can certainly show that in the game, but <laughs> at least with their deck list, they don't want to look like, you know, again that they're new or that they're returning that they haven't played in a while so get yourself some of these battle decks if you're especially if you're trying to get into irl play this year um and you know you're starting up at like a league or something uh they're really great resources for us as players
0: they seriously are they're such cool such cool resources i really appreciate the pokemon has started doing those um Another thing I would suggest is is find like your your group. find your group of people who you can test with and play with uh, so you're not just grinding on the ladder all the time to try and get like your experience. whether that means that you go to a local league and enjoy the company of the folks who are there or you have even just a friend who's online and that you play TCGO with regularly. Uh, being able to like talk through things that are happening is such a big difference maker. Like even if, and you can even practice this on your own, but just like verbalizing, like this is why I'm I'm making the choice that I'm making on this turn with what I'm discarding for my quick ball. This is why I'm playing a uh, research over a Marney here is because I need to hit this many cards. Um, you know, those little things are so much easier with a partner who can also like check you on that, right? So if I say to like JW, like all right, I'm gonna play this research here because I need to hit this, this, and this, and JW is like, okay, but if you do that, like, you know, here's the consequence of that, of playing that over a Marnie or a Melanie or whatever. Uh, and it's like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way because I'm just like thinking about the cards I need to draw. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Like I should have done this instead, or I should have played this quick ball first or whatever. Um, having those like group close knit group of people who you can make those mistakes with and continue to grow as a player with is so, so huge.
1: Definitely. It absolutely is. That's one of the things that I attribute my just significant growth in my first year is just having those friends that, uh, you know, were, were better than me or equal to me and just like pushing each other to try to be as good as we can. Um, it's... So important. So get yourself a good group of friends. You can find them easier now than ever, just going online. Yeah. You know, playing in different tournaments. I know a lot of people have met each other, just they've played in, you know, 20 different online tournaments together, and all of a sudden, you know, they've just kind of run up against each other and now they, (laughs) you know, talk regularly. So it's out there. If you search for it, if you're worried about doing something like that, just you know, reach out to people. Um, you know, everyone again that I have met for the most part in the Pokemon community is very welcoming and warm. So yeah, and yeah, there's make plenty the,
0: make of the Plenty of like micro communities that you can be a part of as well. Like you can join some of your favorite streamers' like Discord channels and just ask people to mm-hmm. test. And usually you'll find like like-minded people who want to do something like that with you. Exactly, <laughs> it's
1: a great call. Uh, so how ha- about oh, Yeah, how about for uh, how about for uh, the the old players? You know, you've been playing for a while, but uh, 2022. You know, you're trying to stay sharp in the game. What are some recommendations or or resolutions that you have for the old players in the game
0: yeah so i think it's going to depend on on how long you've been out of the game like for example if you just maybe haven't been playing since covid then the state of the game right now is probably still relatively familiar to you so what i would recommend is just like brushing up on like the current metagame and what's changed in it since you've last done that. We have a lot of really great resources to be able to analyze things like that now. We have Trainer Hill, which compiles all this data on, on particular players and decks. Uh, we have just Limitless, obviously, as a resource. You can look at just the large tournaments and see what kind of decks have been consistently doing well. Uh, so if you've only been out for like a maybe a relatively short period of time, but you're familiar with like the Three Prize era, that's a, probably a pretty good starting place. It's just checking up on the metagame and the decks that are doing well and seeing how they interact with each other if you've been out for like a little bit longer though and maybe maybe celebrations was your breaking point and you're like oh pokemon cards are actually really cool and i want to be a part of that again and i've i haven't played in seven eight nine ten years um what i would still recommend is to maybe check out like the league battle decks but maybe buy one of each half and kind of like run them against each other just to get a feel for like how the game plays today versus how it used to play Um, Mm -hmm. and I would recommend checking out like content creators and seeing the things that they've been up to there's a lot of really cool decks a lot of cool budget decks or like fun decks if you're just looking to like casually get back into the game and plenty of content with the top decks as well uh, if you're looking for things like that Uh, some of my personal favorites are going to be you know, obviously JW, Flex Daddy Righteous you got Tricky Jim, Zul Garcia Griego who I think all just pump out really high quality content pretty much every single week. Uh, I think all of them almost daily <laughs> um, so it's a lot of great resources there. Twitch streams obviously as well um, and of course keep listening to the podcast and we'll give you lots of meta insights.
1: Well the cast is obviously as number a one. and Hopefully you
0: know. you're aware of it if you've made it this far <laughs> <laughs> person who's like listening for the first time. Oh, this is great. That's a Good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. I
1: should
0: continue. To listen. <laughs> I, do you think there's something I'm missing within there? Is there anything that you would add to that?
1: No, I think you did a good job outlining kind of, you know, what, what you need to do there. Um, it's it's good for for these players. I think just getting involved in, in the community in these online tournaments, I mean, that's always going to be kind of the, the proving ground. I mean, the ladder's fine, um, but the, the rush of competition is what gets me going. So um, I'm sure that's what enticed, you know, the older players to play the game in the first place, and then now they're coming back because they want that competitive itch. So there's a tournament pretty much every night. Go find them. <laughs> yeah. Go compete and uh, you know get your heart rate up for a couple hours there you go hopefully not too high though (laughs) that's true i mean yeah exactly (laughs) exactly exactly
0: awesome well with that then 2022 is coming up fast jw what is or what are rather some of your resolutions i'm thinking maybe a pokemon related one and a non-pokémon related one
1: yeah let's see resolution for Pokemon is I, I've just been thinking a lot about the content that I put out and um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I necessarily have a resolution, but I just like very thankful for uh, you know, my, my personal growth and the tr- growth of the podcast has been really cool over the last yeah. year. Um, so just continuing that trajectory and just trying to come up with unique ways to uh, get people interested in Pokemon Ergo get people interested in us ergo get people interested in me and just trying to figure out how that kind of all works out just new ways i'm I'm thinking of a lot of different things uh, how they all come to fruition I don't know um, yeah. and that's kind of you know that's kind of the thing of content creations like you're gonna have way too many ideas that you'll never be able to pull off but um if I can if I can find some interesting way to pull you know just a few more people in right like that's just going to grow the community and make it better so uh, that's going to be my resolution for pokemon and then personally i you know have a big life event on the horizon so
0: oh really yeah
1: well with the baby (laughs) (laughs) so with the baby coming just um you know trying to be trying to be there for her and making good decisions for uh, you know my family and trying to you know make careful and uh solid you know financial decisions for uh the future of my of my family so that's kind of a i don't know that that's necessarily a resolution i guess it's like be the be the best dad i can be um would be the resolution how that goes about i think it's well, I like to check in on eighteen
0: years <laughs> yeah, on how that yeah one <laughs> ask <laughs> so out of 10 (laughs) yeah
1: your dad on uh 12 30 2021 said that he wanted to be the best dad that he could be do you feel like he has upheld his resolution (laughs) um but yeah we're trying the biggest decision that we have now is like um whether or not Anne should continue working um or whether she would you know stay at home and i think Mm. that's you know, really, a really one. a tough one to make for yeah. anyone because, you know, you don't want to sacrifice, you know, too much financially, but at the same time, you know, it'd be great to have her at home to like spend those hours. Like that's invaluable yeah. time that you get with your child. So spend those hours and, and those years, you know, growing with the child. And, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, tough decisions to make, but, um, yeah, trying to be the best dad I can be. How about you Riley?
0: yeah I think uh I think in the Pokemon space I want to like you continue to grow the cast. I want this to be the year that we finally drop some tag team merchandise that would be super fun uh it's gonna and happen. in like the gameplay sphere um I would love to win an official like tpCI <laughs> event this year that would that would be great cool <laughs> even if that you... means that it's just like a league cup and regionals get canned. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to win something this year.
1: Do you think we'll have regionals?
0: I'm skeptical. I'm leaning on the no side right now, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I mean,
1: even let's say even like, what would would you think would have to happen for us to have competitive play this year? I think it's tough to
0: say because I don't know like what standards they're holding themselves to like at Mm -hmm. Pokemon. Like, I don't know what their breaking point is because it seemed like on the initial outset, that we wait until the, like the last possible second to do anything. But now it seems like we're the most cautious of all of the gaming companies. So I've, I i do not really know like what the perspective is there. Um, my guess just based on, you know, feedback that I've seen is that these decisions will probably be late breaking. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Like month of type. Yeah. Decisions. Like
0: within a couple of weeks of the events happening kind of decisions um it might even just be like event by event like hey like uh salt lake city can't happen but a month down the line like orlando can type of thing
1: yeah 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 it's really interesting
0: it's really hard to say um as far as like what would have to happen for like events to come back um i mean realistically (laughs) like there's probably gonna have to stop being new variants at some
1: point (laughs) um
0: you know individually we can all do our part to help out with that and i'm sure the the type of folks who are listening to this podcast are already doing that um but mask up wash your hands especially before touching your face uh you know or other people's faces or other people's hands which may then touch their faces Mm, (laughs) so you know standard stuff but uh you know make sure you're doing your part as well to like make sure your community stays healthy absolutely um outside of the pokemon side I, I'm not really sure exactly how I want to phrase this, but I I want to like have more internal self-worth kind of stuff. So like, you know, positive affirmations and stuff like that. I want to practice that more actively in 2022. I realized like towards the end of, of this year, um, that while I've been doing better about like self-worth and internal value, I realized I put a lot of that into like what I provide to people Mm kind of mm-hmm. things. Like if I'm not being useful or helpful, then I feel like not particularly valuable. Uh so I want to like discard that mindset and like be a little more internally focused. Um I did accomplish my resolution for this year of reading a book every single month and I want to do that again in twenty twenty two as well.
1: Let's go, dude. So that's great.
0: All knowledge jW how would you say twenty twenty one went in the grand scheme of things? Was it a success, all things considered? <sighs>
1: no no <laughs> i mean you know it's never gonna be yeah. uh it's never gonna be a failure i guess like i i don't know I, I don't um i don't i don't put a lot of stock into like you know th- things are gonna happen right you're never gonna have like an ideal uh, yeah. situation um but uh yeah 2021 was pretty hard just on the whole for me um yeah uh yeah just kind of sucked all around a lot of a <laughs> lot of different things um you know i was i was relatively uh upbeat and happy through it all, but uh, uh for the most part kind of a kind of a crappy year, you know, if we had to rank them <laughs> all the years of my life, probably probably towards the bottom. So yeah. Well sheesh <laughs> and, I, and I I know, sheesh. And I don't the, the hardest thing is like I don't see twenty twenty two getting like better, you know?
0: Yeah. In terms it's, of just this the, the, it's the tough it's tough. And I, and I think that's like a relatable experience. I feel kind of similarly and I know a lot of people who are listening probably feel that way as well. It feels like there's no end in sight and it feels like we're just kind of in this rut across (laughs) the board right now.
1: Yeah. It feels like Groundhog's day for sure.
0: It kind of does. Right. Just waking up and going through the same emotions every single day. Yep. um, Well, here's to hoping that 2022 gets better. I will say regardless of the overall quality of 2021, uh, the podcast has been phenomenal, uh, both, working with JW and the the wonderful reception that we've had from all of our listeners and viewers, uh, across the world. So we thank you all so much for your continued patronage and support. Uh, if you want to continue to support us, uh, you can find us on all sorts of social media platforms, but the best one is going to be Twitter where you can find us at real John Walter for JW. That's right. JW does stand for John Walter. Uh, at Smiles of Riles for myself and at Tag Team Pokemon for the podcast, where in the coming week we will be announcing our 2021 2022 New Year giveaway. Uh, so be on the lookout for that and be sure to follow because that will certainly be a requirement to be eligible to win.
1: absolutely yes we love to uh give back to the community and uh through our wonderful sponsor full grip games we will be able to provide some product for the community so thank you guys all so much for listening and be on the lookout for that giveaway coming up soon
0: and if you like the podcast be sure to rate and review on your favorite podcasting platforms it boosts us up through that algorithm so we can continue to be a discovered find new listeners and sponsors and continue to make the highest quality content we possibly can. And of course, your just continued support is always appreciated. With that, we're signing off for 2021 and we will see you all next year. Peace. See ya.